0: There's a primary care clinic with specialists there that can see you on the same day if needed? This is a foreign concept to me. I'm sure you've experienced the trip to the doctor, an unexpected diagnosis requiring follow-up with a specialist that you have to make an appointment for, weeks in advance of course, and then figure out how to manage your schedule to get there. Well, to put that into greater perspective, what if you hadn't been to the doctor in 20 years? have a job that supports your entire family and a few additional loved ones that doesn't take kindly to missing days for appointments, and your transportation is carefully mapped out between the bus lines across the city, yeah, it wouldn't be too high of a priority for me to take that extra appointment either, if that was my circumstance. Take a listen as Dr. Akshay Pendial, a Novot Health cardiologist, shares details about a new concept for residents of high priority areas within the community to ease the burden of access to quality healthcare and his role as a specialist. So welcome Dr. Pendial.
1: Thanks Brandy, it's great to be here.
0: So, you know, as I chatted with you before, you shed some light on this new model that Nobot Health is investing in, where we have clinics in underserved communities or priority areas of our city, and we have a specialist, and yourself specifically, a cardiologist, embedded in the clinic. That's way different than anything I've heard before. So, you know, tell me a little bit about how you would recommend someone who lives in an underserved area maybe you know living in a food desert that doesn't have access to healthy food or you know living somewhere where economic mobility is limited or maybe non-existent how would you recommend that they make some changes in their life to either avoid or get on a path to better health related to cardiovascular disease
1: yeah, it's a good question and it's really tricky. Um, I think that the first step is exactly what we're trying to do with, uh, for instance, the Movement Family Wellness Center and seeing cardiology patients out there or the newly opened Michael Jordan clinics, really just meeting people where they are. You know, I think just the mere sort of fact that we've decided to put a brick and mortar clinic building in areas that have historically not had uh, locations where they can receive these sort of necessary services. That's a huge first step in kind of bringing people into the fold, just getting them into the clinic building where I can talk to them in a patient room and kind of um, assess, you know, uh, what's been going on. I think in terms of what patients as individuals can do, you know, I hesitate to sort of put the burden entirely on the patient though, you know. Patients uh, in Historically underserved areas where just as you said they have limited economic mobility Um, They're facing a lot of structural barriers to achieving good health barriers that I think many folks are not Necessarily uh, aware of Um, and I think a lot of these barriers are sort of historically rooted Um, they have their roots in you know sort of economy and uh, sort of history of housing and zoning and especially in sort of large cities like Charlotte, and so there's a lot of reasons why patients are not able to achieve sort of the potential with regards to their cardiovascular health that maybe uh, other patients are able to. Um, And so I hesitate to sort of invoke uh, uh, kind of uh, individual level solutions when the problems are clearly much larger than that. But I think one thing I try and focus on when I see folks in the clinic is underscoring this fact and saying, "Look, I get it. You know, like there's a lot of barriers out there to just as you said, um, accessing healthful foods, exercise. You know, all the things that, as a cardiologist, it's really easy to recommend. So, for instance, at movement, we have a social worker there to assist with." Um, a lot of these things, transportation. There is a food pantry and a food bank in which we can give folks, you know, access to sort of fresh vegetables and all that stuff. That, from a cardiologist perspective, I know that folks need, you know. Um, and I, I'm really lucky in that regard that I think I'm embedded in a clinic that has taken an interest in these sort of uh, aspects of patient care that don't necessarily fall into the narrow domain of here's some pills, you know, uh, let's schedule you for this procedure. There's so much more to patient care than that, uh, and I'm glad that people are recognizing that.
0: That's that's great. I'm excited to hear that. Um, talk to me a little bit about what the journey is of a patient. So if I um, find my way to the Movement Clinic or the Michael Jordan Family Clinic, and um, you know, how am I ultimately connected with a cardiologist? What is that journey like?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it can, take multiple forms. Um, Obviously, I think the majority of the patients I see have been referred from their primary care doctor. A lot of folks, uh, their primary care doctor is located at the Movement Family Wellness Center itself or at the Michael Jordan Clinic, both of which are kind of on the west side of town. I see a lot of patients also that are plugged into our community health center here in Charlotte that also, I think, receives support from Novant Health. Um, The Charlotte Community Health Clinic sends me a lot of patients as well. There's no shortage of patients out there with cardiovascular disease, and I think what I'm learning is now that I'm out there uh, in a regular fashion, on a regular basis, getting the word out to primary care doctors and saying, hey, you know, these are patients that historically maybe you've had a hard time getting them to see a cardiologist to help with their high blood pressure, to help with their heart failure, I'm here now, you know, and I'm here once a day or, or once a week, uh, you know, all day uh, and, and, and send your patients to me because I really want to help. And so I think once they get referred, um, then that sort of goes into the larger pool of referrals uh, and I think, you know, then the folks behind the scenes are really doing their work and kind of recognizing that, okay, here's a patient that was referred from their family doc over at the Michael Jordan Clinic. They need to see a cardiologist ASAP. They get slotted into my schedule. Um, I talk to them, obviously, determine what kind of tests they need. We have a lab on site there, so if they need blood work, I can get that done. Uh, And then any kind of advanced cardiovascular testing, whether it's imaging or stress tests or that sort of thing, you know, that's my job to sort of figure out what's appropriate, what do they need, and where can we go from here. It's not a perfect system by any means, uh, but uh, again, I think Novant, I really kind of applaud their commitment to this, and we're sort of uh, I look forward to seeing where it's going to go, and I think we can actually really make an impact uh, among uh, this particular patient population.
0: I hope so, too. Now I'm sitting with you, and you are very relaxing, um, (laughs) very informative. (laughs) but i'm thinking about you know patient populations in priority areas that you know just over time have not had access to this level and type of care and i'm thinking you know maybe they're resistant when you you know if you go to your primary care doctor and you hear you know i'm going to make a referral to a cardiologist i feel like there may be some concerns around your heart and then they come see you or maybe they're teetering and just really unsure of who to trust, or if they can afford it, or what the downstream you know effects may be in terms of care and a care journey with a cardiologist. What what is your approach to kind of quell those concerns?
1: Yeah, it's a really great question, and I think um, uh, as much as it pains me to say, you know, if you can help it, you really don't want to see a cardiologist. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in an ideal world my job wouldn't exist, you know, because I think everyone would have, uh, you know, uh, uh, the best cardiovascular health possible. Unfortunately, of course, that's not the world we live in. And for me, a big part of it is kind of exactly what we talked about earlier is meeting people where they are, um, both in a very real physical sense. You know, we've built this clinic in an area where before there wasn't one. Patients no longer have to travel what as the crow flies are geographically aren't huge distances but you know you may have to take three different buses to get you know to your cardiologist appointment uh, and then you'll have to take you know two more on the way back to get some labs I think that now that we have a location within a part of Charlotte where it was desperately needed that barrier uh, is at least uh, if not completely removed then Um, I think a lot more uh, surmountable Um, so that's a big part of it meeting people where they are geographically but I think also sort of in a a metaphorical sense meeting people where they are and I think the way you do that uh, is listening you know and so ideally uh, when I talk to a patient in the clinic room I, I don't spend much time talking at all you know I want them to do the talking the reason I stay in medicine, the reason that keeps me engaged is for the stories, you know? And I think that um, there is, I think, a real tendency in medicine as it is practiced now in the 21st century to rely on a lot of fancy testing. Uh, we perform miracles every day, uh, both with sort of our diagnostic modalities, whether it's fancy imaging techniques or even sort of procedural techniques. but. I have to think that the sort of most valuable piece of medicine remains and always will remain what the patient themselves has to say about their own condition. Um, And so to me, that's the most important part of it, uh, is is really listening to them. Um, I'm not saying it's always easy, uh, but uh, it's certainly, I think, uh, the best place to start in kind of establishing that trust again, among populations that, historically, have had a lot of good reasons not to trust the medical establishment.
0: That sounds like a really great approach. So I'm, I'm sure your patient volumes are going to go up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think okay, so. That's, so. That's the hope. <laughs>
0: One thing has become abundantly clear. We need more doctors and clinics in areas of high priority so that everyone can have access to good health care. In a city like Charlotte, with so many people moving here from other parts of the country, it can be hard to root yourself into any historically systemic issue associated with the city. But, I'm willing to bet that we are all just 6 degrees of separation away from someone, or even a family that could use access to resources or information to improve the quality of their health. Thanks to Dr. Pendial for breaking this down so we have a better understanding about what's happening in our community. And thank you for listening. You can catch us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you choose to listen to podcasts. And don't forget to rate us, review us, and subscribe. You don't want to miss a single episode. Thank you.